Novice Mowarder, presented by Marriott Vacation Club Rentals and brought to you by VolleyballMag.com. We're doing something a little bit different today, so we will have we have a guest on today. We have uh, Trevor Crab in the house, but so we're doing a a Hague recap with Trevor, who was at the Hague, if only kind of briefly. He didn't make it out of the qualifier, finishing thirty third with Sean Rosenthal. Although, as he'll tell you, he did get a points bump from that, which was the goal of the trip. So in one case, it was mission accomplished. Um, so we are doing a, a breakdown of The Hague, just a, a quick little episode here tonight, and then we will have a full episode out with Trevor uh, two Wednesdays from now. So be on the lookout for that. And of course, this podcast would not be possible without our support from VolleyballMag.com, your daily digital news source for all things volleyball from NCAA women and men to beach volleyball on all levels, international and more. VolleyballMag.com, the only media outlet that covers our sport on all fronts every day. And Marriott Vacation Club Rentals, where Trevor actually stayed in The Hague, offers the best vacation accommodations in the world's best vacation destinations. Wherever you travel, Florida to Hawaii, Europe to California, choose to rest in our luxurious guest room, suites, or villas for your next getaway. Villas offer all of the comforts of home, including a full kitchen, living, and dining area, and separate bedrooms. Stay with the Marriott name you know and trust. Book big spaces in great places today. Visit www.mvcrentals.com and enjoy our Sandcast with Trevor Crabb. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me, finally. Thanks for fighting the jet lag to come in. Yeah, how you feeling? Uh, Not too bad. Got in last night, and uh, it's always, the next day is always the toughest, coming back from overseas, uh, as you know, but uh, yeah, excited to do this, and Maybe talk a little shit. <laughs> Perfect. That's why we got you here. Even if you're half asleep, we'll still get some shit talking out of you. Yeah, so we got, I mean, this was the first event of the 2018 season as early as we could possibly play one. Is it like, do you feel like the season has started or is this sort of like almost an exhibition of sorts just to get your sand legs back and then get underway for Fort Lauderdale? Yeah, it was, it was definitely a little weird overall, you know, having a, uh, well, me and Rosie pretty much just had one full practice together before we left for the trip because I went back to Hawaii in the off season or preseason um, for like six weeks and doing some training there. And uh, I'm not exactly sure how much training he was doing here, but, <laughs> yeah. but uh, that kind of uh, it was just you know being so early in the year, everyone's used to that time still being there. Pre, the end of the off season, like the beginning of the preseason, and now it's like you got to go straight into tournament mode, and uh, it was definitely uh, it affected us for sure. Um, but you know we had to had to kind of go just a chance to get points because we were on that cusp of um, you know the five, six, seventh team. So there was really no choice for us. We it wasn't gonna like hurt us to to go, and you know it was like a freebie, I guess, in terms of. Uh, the gaining points, which, believe it or not, our uh, 33rd finish, we actually did gain points. <laughs> Mission accomplished. We had, we had one bad finish last year together. So this, um, they increased the points this year for the three, four, and five stars. So this finish, we actually, yeah, gained a couple points with that. So, you know. Thirty third. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did, did, did you so, talk to uh, any of the other players in terms of, like, how they train for it? Did any t- players just like not train and just show up and see what happens? I think everybody that I talked to had, you know, at least 
a few weeks of uh, solid training. Do like a little a little peak off season yeah. peaking. Yeah. Um, everybody there are definitely more than me and Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie seems to be the the one guy in the world that feels like he can just turn it on whenever he wants. And he's been doing it for long enough. He's been doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But he also is getting older, so yeah. who knows? Exactly. <laughs> Rosie yeah. pl- does it, things his own way. Yeah, I had to kind of force him to <laughs> to get out there for this tournament. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Hey, at least it was the hay. You got your waffles in, right? I got waffles. <laughs> <laughs> Good to go. You brought some back, right? Yeah, I brought some back, so we'll have some later. And how, how was it with just the indoor style have you ever played really in an indoor facility before so we played this tournament there last year in the summer uh and half of it was indoor then they built a stadium court outside so it was half and half and that was the first time i ever played an indoor event last year and it to be honest for for me uh didn't go so well it's a lot harder to pass the ball indoors um just because of the ball moves differently you can uh, your depth perception too and the depth perception so stadium court this year was, um, you know, under these really bright lights and, uh, you would, you know, every now and then lose the ball on serve receive and, you know, that just, it doesn't happen really outside. You don't really, you know, lose the ball that much in the sun. Um, and to make it, you know, no elements of the wind that almost, you know, it's almost These like, are like opposite excuses for most people. Like, oh, the elements were way too calm. Yeah. The lighting was yeah. perfect. Uh, exactly. <laughs> well, Kleiman's here on the other side of it. Like her first FIVB is an indoor tournament in Europe, which is what she's been doing for the last five, six years. Yeah. It's a completely different game, but if she's going to have a perfect tournament for herself to come out in, oh, exactly. this is for sure. Yeah, it. exactly. You know, um, it's almost like the, this indoor event, is. they're almost trying to make beach closer to indoor yeah i don't like exactly the same you know just you know no wind um you're playing the only difference is the surface you know but if you go to the beach you got all the other aspects of the game you know the sun the heat the wind um so it's it was definitely different than any other uh tournament we played in um but you know can't really make excuses like that but you just got to be prepared and more ready to go and what about the just like the overall pace of play? It just is, it looked super slow, like one match a day in the qualifier, right? And yeah. then the main draw was what maybe two matches at most yeah, a day. Yeah, they've been last year. They, they they really drawn out the tournaments. Like I remember one five star. I think it was Stad last year. Where we played just one through the main draw. We just played one pool play match a day, and it's just like you know, it's kind of good that you get the rest, but also like. You know, you should at least be playing two matches a day. Right. You don't, there's no reason to draw that tournament that long. Um, Unless they get everyone on stadium court and it's like yeah. big packed in matches. Then right. we get more audience members watching. And those are the matches we want to play in. But if we're playing once a day on a side court, it's like, come on, let's right. let's move this along. We're not trying to sit in Europe for too long. Yeah. yeah. Although being up in, St- in Stad, Switzerland is not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> we're all right there. Yeah. How was it out there? By the way, like what was it? What was it like at the Hague? Oh. Just like outside of volleyball. Oh, so it's uh, it was fr- right now. It's like pretty cold. I would say it's high thirties with a wind chill of negative twenty. Because <laughs> you know how it's really windy there. Oh, Beautiful beach volleyball weather. Oh man, uh, <laughs> you brought we, the cold weather back with you, dude. I know, right? It's raining now. We would go outside at night, and you know, I wasn't really prepared in terms of 
the right clothing. <laughs> um, I should have brought gloves. I should have brought, you know, more jackets. But yeah, it was it was pretty, and it wasn't too much rain, but still pretty cold. But the the indoor facility was a uh, it was nice and warm. Like they do a good job of heating it up. It's not like some of these like sports academy. I think I went there once last year and um, got there in the morning, and you know this the place is still takes time to heat up. Right. And it's still almost like you're playing outside in the cold yeah um, but yeah it was the facility was one of the best facilities i've ever seen uh indoor facilities for beach and the the, the setup for stadium court was pretty cool as well yeah it looked like uh they had they had some serious light shows going on during the introduction oh man not just the introduction so <laughs> during our oh they had a break during, dancing yeah they had a little break dancing <laughs> on the side but during our warm-ups i'm doing like serve receive warm-ups and they'll be doing the disco lights, the purple disco lights, and they'll like go right in your eyes like, on our server seat warm-ups. I'm like, what, what the hell is this? That reminds you that you're a part of a entertainment business. Uh, yeah. More than they're like, yeah, we don't really care if you warm up the way you want to. Uh, we're going to blind you with these lasers because they're sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like when they play music in the NBA, like during the play. Yeah, It exactly. drives me nuts. I don't know why, but it just bugs me. It's a business. <laughs> it's all, we're just pawns in the exactly. entertainment yep. business, even though our sport's not quite the NBA yet, but. Yeah. Well, I was, I was glad that, that you did live stream a few matches, and I think Casey live streamed a couple because there wasn't no Amazon Prime deal for, uh, no, was, for the FIVB I was trying to look on the beach stream, and then I realized that's only for the it's majors. only majors, series. and then they, they put up, they live, the YouTube they YouTube lived only the semis and the finals, though, yeah. and then yeah. the bronze. And that that's worked right. really well. But, yeah, that, no, that was great. I mean, that we I watched I watched those last night, um, and they were awesome, but, and obviously no Trevor Crabb, yeah. quality commentary. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Casey Patterson, Trevor Crabb commentary combo was, uh, is yeah, on point. They're gunning for your job, try. Are you take my broadcasting <laughs> spot? Hey, come on. All right, I'll take your on-the-court spot. I'll, I'll take that trade. <laughs> and so one of the matches that you did live stream was Miles Evans and Billy Kalinske against Reed Pretty and Jeremy Casebeer. Yes. And Miles and Billy played really well. I mean, Reed and Jeremy did not play great, but Miles and Billy kind of balled out You watched a that match, bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they played well. And, uh, yeah, on the other side for Reed and Jeremy, uh, they they just weren't clicking at all. Um, Bill and Miles had their number, which uh, I thought that they were going to win um, just because, you know. Seems like they're, I mean, they're almost like in a mid-season rhythm right now, Billy and Miles. They kind of set yeah. it up that way, right? They w- they've been going to all these small tournaments and like kind of cleaning up on the, have they been going to Norsecas? They yeah they did they yeah, won in Norseka they made a finals in another it's pretty they, smart they on qualified that qualified for the one in Jamaica that got canceled when the Billy right. Allen and, and John Mayer also oh, qualified Trevor for. was so happy about that <laughs> that was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> well I can laugh about it because it's happened to me like four or five times where I've yeah. gone to Norseka cancel on me yeah and lose you get to you know you lose out on that chance to get point easy points so yeah, but so they, they didn't play AVP right uh, and then they basically just said okay we're gonna take all the small tournaments that no one wants to go to and use that as our season. So they've been doing well in those lower-level tournaments, and then they come and hit this four-star, and they're, like, in mid-season form already. Right. Obviously, exactly. both of them playing better than they've ever played, which makes sense because they're kind of getting more experience. But, yeah, I mean, they're it's really good timing and good uh, – it was a good strategy by them, put it that way. To, yeah, to and do I feel it like this, way. this kind of legitimized them because, I mean, they're – 
you know, they lost two. They broke out a pool. They only lost two. One was to Billy and Ryan, or Billy and Ryan Darty, who they went to three. The yeah. other one was to Alex Rangieri and Marco Caminati. Mm-hmm. Probably butchered his last name, but I mean, those are yeah. two good teams to lose to if you had to pick them. Yeah, I would not have given them even a chance against those two teams uh, a few months ago. Yeah, but so now they're I, proving that they can hang. They can hang with them. Although, what were the scores against Ringari coming in? Eighteen and sixteen. Okay, so they hung in there. I mean, Alex is arguably the most athletic—not the best, but the most athletic player in the world. So yeah. it's definitely a different style playing against that guy. So they they tied for our second. <laughs> they finished seventeenth. Our second best U.S. finish, which is a little troubling. Uh, leading. Our U.S. men's were uh, were Billy Allen and Ryan Darty in their first tournament together, and they took a ninth. Although their their loss wasn't too bad because they lost to Christian Varenhorst and I forget his new guy. Uh, yeah, Varenhorst is the Varenhorst is the Dutchie that got silver at World Sounds Champs clear. a few years Just ago. Just a monster. He beat me and hiding in the quarters, bastard. And they they took them to three, so it really wasn't a bad loss either. But still, I mean, to have our best men finish ninth. And then, aside from April and Alex, our best women was Sarah Hughes and Kelly Clays, and they also finished ninth. Yeah, yeah. So, where what's the the state of the union on U.S. beach volleyball right now? Or is it like, can we not even put that much stock into a tournament? What's in Sean January Scott? Indoors? What's Sean Scott thinking, yeah, Trevor? I mean, <laughs> is it just like whatever at this point? I don't point? think you need to look at look into it really much at all, just because it's you know it's the first term of the year and it's in January where nobody's used to playing this early. Yeah. yeah. Um, not only that, but it's. In the one indoor event of the year, um, thank God. And that's, first, that's ever, <laughs> first ever, full, first ever full full indoor. Event. Yeah, um, <laughs> we need to just be at the beach, though. <laughs> it didn't help that you did your whole off-season training in warm Hawaii, right. and then you went to indoor, practically snowing yeah, right. Netherlands. <laughs> yeah, we had the nice gusts, the Hawaiian gusts back home, and none of that inside. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a good experience overall, um, but I think... You know, for everyone, it's you know, it's better to. No one's not too worried well. about it. Yeah, no one's too worried. Not it's better to not do well in this first event. Um, and you got you know at least we got at least a month before our next one, so got some time. It's always frustrating to do well in the first tournament because that's the first one you're gonna lose at the end of the year. Yeah. But when you finish a season really strong, then you get to keep those points all year. So it's a good point, especially with Tokyo. Really, only, the race for Tokyo really only starting at the very end of the year. Yeah, no, being good at the end of this year will be well huge. A huge thing is the the FIB change in um, the points, the from six to eight finishes to four to six. Right. So now, you know, there's there's so many events this year. All the it's almost like there's two different seasons, like the beginning of the ha- first half of the season. You know, there's, what, six or eight events. So by the time you hit the second half of the season, you're going to lose all those right. finishes from the first half. Uh, so, you know, it's totally it's, – it's a different ballgame. It's no going to be – it's good for those teams that do um, – that are, like, streaky, you know? Yeah. Because you only need four good finishes. It's four out of six, you said? Four out of six now. Yeah. yeah, so, like, you get four good finishes at some point and you just tank on two, you're fine. Yeah. Me, I feel like – I'm better at like being steady at like ninth or better, like staying in that range, not getting 17th, right? Maybe getting ninths and fifths. So four finishes for me is like not as good. So I'd have to step that up. But for teams that like will like, I don't know. There's plenty of teams that'll get dead last one tournament and then get on the podium the next one. It'll be great for them. 
Yeah, and it's and especially for the U.S. and like Brazil, when we have a lot of good teams, um, you know, it it gives the it gives everyone more of a, a more of a chance to you know get those points um, because you know only the top you know four teams get to play in each event basically unless you get like a wild card. Right. So you're you know not every everyone's not going to go to every single three, four, and five star event. Um, Billiam. Uh, Miles will probably go to every one and two star again, <laughs> but uh, you know, so it's yeah, it'll be interesting with that with everything. Is your next event Fort Lauderdale? Because I know that there's a three star in Iran in between. I can't imagine yeah, Rosie's gonna, excited we're to, go to that. Iran. I already locked him. In for that. Kish yeah. Island. Yeah. I couldn't get Hayden to go there. The Kish. He's like, no, I like my family too much. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live. Yeah. Well, and then there's a uh, so there's Kish. For the, the schedule is weird. It's Kish for Lauderdale and Qatar, right back to where Kish is. So it's like, oh, either go. It's not an easy go, trip. Yeah, it's either kind of one or the other for, at least for us. Um, but. Qatar was. I've actually heard good things about Kish. I didn't go. I think I want to say Doherty went. Yeah, Doherty and Mayer went last year. Yeah, and Mayer. They said it was actually pretty nice. Um, Doha is actually. I've been there twice now, and that's kind of a nice event once you're there. Yeah. Getting there is a bitch. But once yeah. you're there, it's like you're in this super nice hotel with a really nice, really good food, yeah. and you go straight from there to a really nice venue, that and it's just desert everywhere. And then they built buildings just out of nowhere, straight out of the sand. Um, but yeah, the facility is like this ridiculous beach facility that's only for beach volleyball. It probably only gets used when the FIVB comes around every year. Um, but that's a really good tournament. You play at night under the lights. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's sick. It looked cool when they did that in Austin this year. Did you have any under the lights matches? We didn't, no. But yeah, um, I think I saw one of the qualifier matches under the lights. It was pretty yeah, nice. they did a couple. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, one of the things I noticed with the Hague, though, is that so the two winning teams, so the Latvian team of Martins Plavins and uh, is it Edgar's Tox, Tox yeah. uh, had never played before. And Alex Kleiman and April Ross had also never played together before. So we have two brand new teams who just won a four-star FIVB is, uh, and I know everyone always talks about like team chemistry in beach volleyball and how key is it. Is, is it kind of overrated though? Uh, I don't think it's overrated. Um, at least from, from my partnerships, I've always had good chemistry with my partner and it's helped us, you know, one of our strengths. But uh, I bet uh, for Climate and Ross, um, they probably, since they're a new partnership, they probably practiced the most out of any other team that was there. April um, said, April was on here and she said that she didn't take an off season. She just couldn't stop. Once you have a new partnership, you got to start practicing right away. So, you know, you can, you say that, you know, that was their first tournament together, but they probably had the most reps within those couple months, you know, together. And Alex also just came out to the sport. So I doubt she's taking as much time off as the other players. And I don't know about the Latvians, so. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. When I think of um, these new partnerships, a lot of the times it's like, not beginner's luck, but there's always that time period. I know that I felt it when I first came out. I want what? We won our, my th- third or fourth FIVB, and then everything gets harder from there because everyone, nobody knows you. Nobody really expects much. They haven't seen you play. There's like this weird vibe in everyone's head that they just don't think that you're going to be as good as as you turn out to be right um and then after that everyone's taking you seriously and like you have a target on your back 
Um, so there's probably a little bit of that. I mean, it was April Ross. So I, in my mind, she's the best female player in the world, her and Ludwig. Um, so everyone's taking her really seriously, but I don't know. I just think it's like that first tournament where you, you have no expectations on yourself too. And then now the expectations are on them to win every tournament pretty much. Right. Um, so things will change a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's just that no pressure first tournament kind of thing. Like we're not supposed to win. We're in the country quota. Yeah. And you almost lose too. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I watched that. It was an interesting game. Uh, not only. who they play? They played uh, Brittany and Emily Day. Um, and uh, they lost the first set. And after watching that, I legit thought that there was a good chance that, you know, April and Kleiman were going to go down. But then funny thing happened. Uh, a fire, the fire alarm in the building went off no like, way. towards the end <laughs> of the first set and, you know, acted almost, it was like at least a 15-minute break. Everyone, the whole stadium had to clear what? out of the venue. <laughs> so it almost was like a, you know, a free little long timeout period for and for Clement and Ross and I, I think it for sure helped them. Uh, you know, oh, like, I guarantee but, they, they were talking about it like this oh, is yeah. our perfect timeout. And it, you know, sucks for Britt and Emily to, you know, win that first set and then that, you know, fire alarm to go off oh. and then you end up losing in three. But yeah, they, um, Alex and April definitely, you know, started playing better each match. Um, yeah, and good for them for winning. They were so good defensively because you only see so many six, five blocks, which on a women's net is the equivalent of like, what, seven, one. That's us. <laughs> we're all, everyone at this table is six, five. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's playing on a I can't jump right now either, so that's basically me right now. Is she taller than 6'5"? I thought she was taller than me. I don't, I don't know. know. Could be 6'6". Six, six well, then. when I watched them play against the Czech, it was, they were scared of the block. Like, every, they just, if it got past the block, it went a foot out. Yeah, because they had so to try to hit perfect shots. Yeah. Because if it, if it wasn't perfect, then April has, like, 25 <laughs> minutes to go scoop the line shot. And then she's going to crush it down your throat. Yeah, like, she was teeing off. Yeah, she People swung it, like... April when it was, like, a 50-50 set. <laughs> <laughs> she's, yeah, she just swung at every ball, right? Yeah. Her with, like, no wind factor and complete control is, like, take cover. Yeah, she, <laughs> she balled out. I don't know, I mean, what did you think of him? Because you saw that one... Country quota match. Did you see him play the rest of the tournament? Uh, I saw him play one other match, uh, like pool play. Um, but after that, I didn't. I didn't watch too much of the girls. Um, and they, yeah. they, they took care of everyone pretty quickly. That was yeah. the only set was, they dropped was, was the Brit and Emily. Their, yeah, I was looking at their scores, and it seemed that they were taking care of everyone pretty, pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. Not going to three. You know, not even really going deuce games. But yeah. Yeah, I watched what I could, and they just—they—they got super. They would just get super streaky defensively. Offensively, they were steady because like April's such a good setter that even if Alex kind of shanked a pass, then which happened like a couple of times that like even when Alex is relatively in system, she's so tall that she just puts everything straight down. Right. Yeah. you can't serve April because she sides out from everywhere. Right. So offensively, they were fine, and then defensively, they would just go on these long runs. It would be like ten, ten, and then they would go up like. You know, 16 to 11, just like that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are going to make, like, comparisons to Carrie. I've already heard people asking me, like, you think she's like Carrie? I'm like, I think they're going to be really good. And Climbing kind of holds herself to that same standard. Like, she already thinks. She came into this thinking that it's like the read pretty, you know? She thinks that she belongs oh and she... <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, good for them, right? I mean, yeah. it makes sense, and they've proven themselves. Like, Alex actually, I think she was supposed to be on the Olympic team, but something happened there. She had, like, a positive drug test. It was like PEDs was, or yeah, something. Accident. Really? It was, yeah. Accidental? Well, she or? took, I don't know. I don't want to start rumors. We need to have Alex on the show to tell us, but it was like she took her uh, someone else's meds on accident, something like that. Yeah, well, weird stuff, like, the weirdest things can flare up a right. drug test yeah, sometimes. You can like, drink like, too if you many take, Red like, Bulls. If you take, like, NyQuil... Right. then like that could flare something up. So yeah. it's pretty easy. Anyway, to Alex is like supposed to be, she's on that Olympic level. She played at a really high level indoors in Brazil, Italy. So like her playing in that, like they didn't even fill the stadium for that. Like pressure wise, there's like nothing for someone like Alex. So she's, I think she's ready for it. And now that she has April on her side, it's like game over. She got the cheat codes. Yeah. So she's in. And she has Kessie coaching her, who is Jen Kessie, which who yeah. is April Ross's partner, obviously, when they won the silver. Yeah, you can't really get pulled into a better situation. No, she's got Alex. it teed it's up like, perfect. Yeah. Whereas Reed is grinding. Yeah. He's he's on the grind. He's claiming it hard, but uh we'll see. He's he's still got a year till Olympic qualification starts. Yeah. But he's well, yeah. We'll, so we'll get into that later. Tough, tough start. <laughs> tough start to Tokyo 2020 for Reed, but we got a really long way. Great start for April and Alex. Also, while we're on the topic of Jen Kessie, her Instagram is phenomenal. So if you're looking for great beach volleyball news <laughs> in tournaments, then definitely give her a follow. And if you're looking for live streams, Trevor is uh, offering commentary yeah. during FIVVs. <laughs> Um, so that'll wrap it up for a little bonus episode here. We're going to try to break down the bigger tournaments like this on the Mondays after. So probably reserve that for three, four, and five stars and then every AVPs. And what do you think, we'll, Try? We'll do the best we can we'll for do, you guys. We'll uh, do the best we can. See how the schedule pans out and who's employing me or you or what's happening. Maybe you're going to be playing Sundays. <laughs> not if you're playing with mcguire that's sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll so, see what happens but we're gonna get out of the qualifiers since 92 we'll see. good old andy mcguire <laughs> <laughs> so that'll wrap it up for our bonus edition of sandcast <laughs>